I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. How's it going, folks? Welcome back to the channel. It's Monday, so it's time for the Monday Agenda. It's going to look a little bit different to what it usually does because I'm talking to Johnny Cockberg, a Danish journalist ahead of the FC Michelin game in the Champions League qualifiers. I was really nervous for this game. I'm not going to lie to you. It's an absolutely huge game for Celtic. But there are a few issues in the FC Michelin camp. The friction between the manager and a couple of players giving me a little bit of hope. So if you want to hear about that, Johnny Cockberg is going to tell you everything you need to know about FC Michelin. Before I get into that video, before I show you the interview, if you do like these videos, do hit the subscribe button below and do drop a comment. Let me know what you think about the game. Are you nervous? How do you think Celtic are going to get on? Are we well prepared? What could we do differently going into the game? Or just give me your starting lineup as well. Drop a comment below. Like the video as well because it helps more people see the video as well. I'm growing up the subscriber list. Still a huge number of people aren't subscribed that are watching the video. So if you do like the videos, just drop the subscribe button and you'll get notified every time a video goes live. So without further ado, here is Johnny Cockberg telling you everything you need to know about FC Michelin. Now, there's an absolutely huge game coming up tomorrow in the Champions League qualifiers. Celtic take on FC Michelin of Denmark in the second round of the qualifiers. And I'm delighted to say I'm joined on the line by Johnny Cockburn to discuss this. Johnny, thanks for joining me today. No problem, and How are you? I'm very well. I'm nervous going into this game because it's a massive game for Celtic. It's a huge game in terms of uh, the future of the club and what's going to happen over the next couple of years. But I'm interested to see what this is like for F- FC Michelin. So last year was the first time that they were in this competition in the Champions League. How big a game is this seen for them? Is it seen as vital that they get to the Champions League? Um, It's a good question. I think maybe it was a little little bigger last year because it was the first time they managed to to, to qualify for the Champions League. Um, But of course, now they've they've gotten a taste of of the Champions League football. And I think um, it's going to be a a big game for them. But I think actually it was a little bigger last year because the chances were a little better. They have a difficult road ahead if they manage to beat Celtic. So the odds were in their their favour last year, even though it was also... uh, some difficult draws they got uh, in the in the in the qualifiers, but because it was a little less difficult last year, it was more maybe more highly anticipated than it is this year. Since last year, they have a new manager as well. How has he taken to the club so far? What's his style of football, and and generally, how have the fans taken to him? Well, it was a massive surprise that uh, Bo Henriksen uh, got the job in the first place. Um, Brian Priske, who was the coach for two years and made them uh, champions and also got them into the Champions League, uh, he got a new job. But um, if he didn't get that job proposal, he would have been fired, is, is the story we uh, we know uh, at BT, where I, I work. And we also have written about this. Um, but... Um, 
so it was anticipated they maybe they were good at uh, hiring uh, internally, getting a, a youth coach maybe or assistant coach to take the job, but they chose Bo Henriksen, who has never had a job in the top of the Danish league at all. He is known for uh, bringing AC Horsens, which is a small club, um, to the Super League and keeping them up. So he's he's actually a, a coach who um, who mostly has experience with small teams, uh, mm-hmm. less known teams. So it and he's been uh, working as a pundit for for the last year and and and. And suddenly he was in the mix for this job and everybody was very, very surprised. It was maybe one of the biggest stories in, in Danish football on that, uh, in that regard, in coaching regard in, in, in the last couple of years. Um, so it's a very good question. What does he bring to the table? Because no one's really sure. He, he has a lot of passion and I think the Celtic fans going to see him scream and show his, uh, his passion a lot on the sideline. Um, but it's still very early to say what his tactical approach is going to be. Uh, they played a game Friday, the first game of the of the season against Ulense, uh, where they lost in the last minute in a little freak goal on on a direct corner. Um, and they played a four three three. And I think it was more. Usually they play with a four two three one with two holding midfielders. But at the moment, there's a lot of uh, uh, speculation about uh, three star players who are not in the squad and probably won't be in the squad tomorrow. So it's, uh, I think it's a good time for Celtic to meet Midtjylland, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, we, we might talk about those players in just a sec. But is, so is there a feeling that this job might be a little bit too big for Bo Henriksen or are you guys waiting to see? I think it's a, it's a little bit of both. Uh, of course, he has to get the get the chance to prove himself, but... It was. It's a major gamble from Mr. Michelin, no doubt about that. And um, I think it's a win-win situation for Bo Henriksen because he will always be, have a have a good name in 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 Denmark, and he will if if it doesn't manage to get success in FC Michelin, he can get a job in a in a less known club or a smaller club. Mm-hmm. But for Michelin, it's it's a big gamble, and uh, it's a big gamble, uh, especially because they have ambition to win the Danish championship every year and they have the squad for that, the budget for it as well. And they want to do good in Europe, even though they might lose to Celtic, they still have uh, a possibility to go to the Europa League group stage. So um, yeah, (laughs) it's going to be very interesting to see. I don't think there's a lot of optimism from Celtic fans about this game. I think people are very much looking at FC Midtjylland as a team that Celtic will struggle against. How are How is this game being viewed in Denmark? Are Celtic seen as a real threat to Midtjylland or do they think that they should beat them? Um, I think as a... You know the story of, of of Celtic. The history of the club is 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 major, and in that way, I think uh, every time Celtic would be favourites because Midtjylland is a small club. They only existed since 1999, um, built on two clubs who are older, but still the Midtjylland club is is not very old. Is it's and and. And the success in, in Europe has only come in, in the last couple of years. So I think in Denmark, we see Celtic as the favorites, but we know from uh, the last couple of years that you should never count Midtjylland out, even though uh, there's a new manager and there's a few star players leaving and and they're um, in the middle of a transition from the team that won the championship into a new 
uh, a mold to a new uh, championship team. So um, I think we're gonna we're looking at Celtic as as favourites, but Michelin could could thrive in in an underdog role. Mm. It's quite a similar story to Celtic because obviously they had a a managerial switch as well going into this game. So there's a lot of transitional periods going into this at, at this point in time. You mentioned Michelin's history there and how young a club it is. They have a very interesting structure. It's been written about quite a bit. The same guy that owns Brentford owns Michelin as well. Are they well-liked in Denmark? Are they respected? Do people like what they're doing or do people dislike it in, in terms of how different it might be? Uh, the thing is about Midtjylland, um they have been a little bit ridiculed of, of the facts, also of the Matthew Benham uh, years, uh, the Brentford owner who now owns uh, Midtjylland as well. Um, but also before, because even when they, uh, when they first were founded in 1999, already back then they had big ambitions and... Back then, it was only FC Copenhagen, who Celtic have played against a couple of times, and uh, Brøndby. There was the two clubs in Denmark. There were, and the le- and the rest of the team just battled for the rest. But it was also o- always a, a struggle between Brøndby and FC Copenhagen. And Midtjylland suddenly appeared, um, and it took some years, but slowly they worked the the way in and. In, in, put up like a wedge between the two teams. Uh, other teams have also, also been there, but um, their uh, their success um, has been a little bit ridicule because they come from Yulan in Denmark, which is a part of the country who always, um, uh, well, I could translate it into English. There's a lot of um, a banter going from the Copenhagen region to that part of Denmark, like a local mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, so they're made fun of. And even when they won, people were just like, oh, they're just farmers and uh, looked down upon. Uh, but they, they have shown themselves over and over again uh, with, with uh, the Champions League group stage, with the championships, with big sales and also uh, good good uh, transfers coming into the club that they're they're here to stay and no it's not Brøndby have won the championship last year but have been out of the uh, mix uh, for uh, yeah, 15 years or something so it's more Midtjylland versus FC Copenhagen and I actually think at the moment Midtjylland has like a historical edge over the other teams and and therefore this season is also very important regarding to the to the first question you asked about how big the big the, the game is so um, it's a little funny story about them because they have a lot of success but they are not always credited with it okay very interesting so you mentioned a couple of players there that you know they're they're not exactly getting into the team at the minute sorry Kaba is one of them if I'm correct yeah. in saying I was reading that he was exiled from the team for not refusing to play so is there a bit of um, a few issues in the squad at the minute or what is what's causing the rift yeah, there is a few issues. Uh, there's something going on, but I think it's the it's the issue of, of of players wanting to leave because they a lot of players gave their word that they would take the the Champions League group stage uh, and and kind of be rewarded with a transfer after that. So they have a little bit of aftermath of of, of that success last year. Uh, they have to deal with now, um, and Midtjylland uh, are in a good position to sell. So they all, of course, want to uh, get the most amount of money. Uh, uh, the, 
the Sorikaba is someone who will, who's wanted to leave for a little a little while now. The problem is, do they are they able to find a club that meet their valuation at the moment? He's he's been he's been good in some periods and 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 and, and a little bad in in other periods. So he's a little inconsistent. So it's it's, it's going to be interesting to see if there is a club for him. Uh, but I think if he he makes a stunt like that, I hope he has something in in, in the backhand. Um, and then there's Frank Onyeka, who who most likely will go to uh, Brentford. The um, the club who, which the Michelin owner Matthew Benham also owns, um, and there's but it's not it's still not uh, completely gone through. So there's a little bit of waiting uh, going on because who is going to play instead when they don't know if if the players are leaving or not? I, I think Onyeka and uh, Kaba and um, uh, yeah, those two players won't be playing uh, tomorrow, and 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 they're part of the. Uh, the starting lineup, also uh, Jens Luis Kajuste, uh, who's uh, who was at the Euros for Sweden. Uh, he and Onyeka has had a great partnership at the at the holding midfield, just before, uh, just in front of the defense, and been a key a key part of the of the FC Michelin success. So they won't be a part of the game tomorrow. I think I saw Ava Mabil, who's an Australian winger. Um, who was left out at the first league game, but I think I saw him entering the plane, uh, heading to Glasgow. So he's he's going to be there and he's he's going to play a role. But uh, the other three players uh, are going to be a, a a big issue missing out. Okay, so in terms of the Michelin team, then what's the strengths and weaknesses? Where can Celtic um, have a bit of pleasure against them, and also where should they be worried? I think um, Celtic uh, is 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 gonna have to strike the defense because uh, obviously you know uh, Eric Sviatchenko from his time in Celtic and he's uh, he's been a, a, a great player for many years for for Midtjylland, but he had a had a very good partnership with Alexander Scholz who was sold uh, to a Japanese club uh, just a couple months back, so he's partnering up with a with a new. Um, teammate who is not yet defined because they just bought a Brazilian uh, center back who's not going to be registered for those games so he's he's going to find a new uh, rhythm and it's uh, it was visible in the first league game against Ulster that is a bit shaky defense and and that's uh that's a new situation for Midland because they've built their success on a great defense defensive structure so i think if 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 Celtic can manage to kind of uh, cut them off guard in, in, in the in the defense. There is a lot of possibility. Um, the thing they should be aware of is the individual quality of some of the the offensive players from FC Midtjylland. Um, Pionisisto has been a little bit inconsistent, but he is a great talent. Uh, he scored in the in the first league game against Dolce and. Um, he can make the difference, a little creative spark. And uh, the same goes for Anna Steyer, who's a under-21 player from uh, from Denmark, who has a has a great left foot and uh, scores great goals and is 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 fast as well. So they have to uh, Celtic have to keep keep uh, track of the of the offensive talent that Michelin still has and and will show against uh, against Celtic tomorrow so um yeah that's that's the two key factors i think so if you were to look at this then and if i asked you for a prediction who do you think is going to win uh tomorrow i think Celtic's going to win a narrow like 1-0 maybe or 2-1 uh but i think it's going to be open uh when they go back to denmark 
um, and then anything can happen. But I think Celtic has have the edge uh, right now uh, and, and and gonna take the uh, the draw home uh, uh, after the two games. But I don't think it's gonna be as easy as as, as people might think. Uh, just looking at the odds. Mm. Well, hope, hopefully you're right and hopefully Celtic do. And Johnny Cockberg, <laughs> it's been great chatting to you. Thanks very much for joining me today. No problem. Thank you.